Well, hey you, hello there, every person everywhere. Well, hello everybody, good afternoon, evening, morning time, whatever time it might be. My name is Lynn and I am your host for Every Person Everywhere. And this is stuff that you can relate to. Well, hopefully. So, I talked about the tail end of my first year in Totalium as of the last couple episodes. I then also talked about my journey with who I am and what I have faced as a journey very often, many times, whether I wanted to or not, which was my struggles with addiction. And so there isn't a whole lot more that I need to get off my chest now because I feel like if you've listened this far, you know everything there is to know about me. And if you don't, you can probably figure out and fill in the gaps just by a little bit of psychoanalysis of who I am as a person. So it's raining outside right now as I drive from work to judo. I talked about that journey as well, obviously, already. I talked a lot about a lot of different parts of my journey and development of the self. I'm now going to talk about my first trip home after my first full year. Yes, I had that little trip for Christmas, but that was only for about two weeks, and I didn't really do too much. I just kind of sat at home and hung out, played video games, made sure that I brought my PlayStation back with me because I knew that I had a lot of spare time, a lot of spare time in my next semester. And so I brought it back once again. And this trip, I was actually very remorseful of after it ended because my mom had actually financed my flight back to the States because I just could not really afford much. And then after she agreed to do that, I had actually scheduled a lot of trips for me to go and do various things. So, disclaimer, I should have spent much more time with friends and family in Pennsylvania than I did. But, you know, you can't change the past. You can only look towards the past for lessons you could have learned along the way. So, without further ado, let me talk to you about the first trip that I took when I was back in the States. And on this trip, I went to Canada with my buddy Travis. Once again, I had tried drinking an entire bottle of wine in one night, but I made the mistake of mixing it with a hot tub and with a shot of Jaeger, so it all moved through my system very quickly, the world was spinning, and I painted the carpet. And I had to spend a good two and a half hours that morning in upstate New York in our Airbnb, um, undoing the screw up that I had made and we had never heard back from the person so I guess I did a pretty good job but of course I felt terrible for a very long time because I didn't even realize that I had done it until it was too late so that was the mishap that I had endured I had uh, been encouraged by my buddy Travis who I went with for this trip much like I went throughout all of Uh, North America's East Coast doing high point hiking with. I was encouraged to leave my phone number for somebody. Never heard back, but it was all right. We made the drive up to Niagara Falls and got to see it at sunset. By the time we got to upstate New York, 
give or take. And then our first experience with Niagara Falls was from the Canada side. Now, on our way there, we were gonna take Travis's Jeep Wrangler and it busted down. It was actually a small um, engine engagement unit, about the size of a small spark plug that actually went defunct and shut down his whole car in the middle of Harrisburg, about 35 minutes from my house, in the middle of the road. So we had to drift into a car rental parking lot, ironically enough, and call for somebody to tow his his, uh, his Jeep. And then we took an Uber back down to York, where I lived at the time, and then took my car up instead. You see, we were gonna glomp around all of Canada in his Jeep Wrangler, and it was gonna be magnificent. And then, well, it died. And it was expensive. And he actually realized after the fact that if he would have known what the issue was, he could have fixed it himself on the side of the road. Because it was not a horribly difficult fix. He just needed to go to an auto shop and spend like $15 on this small part that ended up shutting down the whole vehicle. When we got to the border, apparently we hesitated on some questions or whatever. So we became the random search of the day. I did not know this, and I knew that we did nothing illegal or nothing wrong. I knew that there were no illicit substances in my car. Cannabis was legal in Toronto, so or in all of Canada, rather. So I got high as hell in Toronto and paranoically watched people walk by when we were taking the train back to our uh, apartment that we were staying at for the night in Toronto. But, of course, because we hesitated or answered too quickly when asked about whether or not we had brought any into the country with us, we became the random search. I didn't think we were doing anything wrong, but I was now detained at the Canadian border after driving six and a half hours to get there, plus the mishap earlier in the day with the car that set us back an hour to an and a half to two hours. I was panicking. I said, oh my God, everything I've done has come to this. Are you serious right now? I'm going to get all the way to Canada and I'm going to be locked up and detained. I'm never getting back home, yada, yada, blah, blah. The world is ending, yada, blah. And I genuinely believed it so because in the uh, detention center of sorts or whatever, we actually witnessed the story firsthand of a woman who made it to Canada, had flown in. She was there for Immigrations and Customs and some part of her documents, visas, papers, and whatever that she was supposed to procure back home did not pan out. So she was informed that she was now legally trespassing in Canada and that she would be detained and sent to prison if she remained any further without contacting her parents to go back home. She was supposed to be a foreign exchange student. I'm assuming that didn't happen. She had been waiting for four hours in the center for this. And... You know, she didn't look like she was doing anything wrong. She was very unassuming. Uh, so I figured as they were scanning our passports, they would probably find something wrong with us too. So I began to panic hardcore. Travis, unfazed by most things. And, you know, whatever. And there were other families that were there trying to visit that had been there for two and a half hours that their documents were being checked or whatever. I also saw somebody legitimately tell a woman that we weren't going to arrest you we were going to let you go but then you started sassing us and talking back and we have the legal authority to detain you for harassing a law professional or whatever it was because i think in uh, canada they actually need to have some sort of college degree to become a police officer and a border patrolman 
uh, usually at least a degree in uh, civil law or criminal justice. So that didn't help. We got summoned to the front and this guy says, hey, have you ever been withheld entry or detained at a border before? And we both said no. And then he asked us if there was anything illegal that we've done in our past that the border patrol should know about. Now is our time to come clean. And we said, no, sir. And then he closed our books and in the back to us and said, okay, you're free to go. Welcome to Canada. And I just hysterically and like maniacally laughed and cried in the car saying like, are you serious right now? Like all of that happened for this to be the outcome. What the ever living hell. And I was actually quite honestly irate that this experience had happened after the fact but you know all that anxiety of waiting for 45 minutes for a yeah we're the random searchers you're the random search of the day surprise you're good to go so um yeah that happened now i got to have my first starbucks in ontario's uh, niagara and we stayed the night there in a nice little airbnb it also had a nice little hot tub, so we took advantage of that and uh, took advantage of some local food, ate Tim Hortons for the first time, and then in the morning had poutine for breakfast, so I got to have actual Canadian food. I was still sort of like reducitarian, flexitarian or whatever at this point in time, so didn't bother me. The next morning on our way out of Canada for breakfast, I would have real Canadian pancakes with real Canadian bacon and real Canadian maple syrup, just to say that I did it. Um, obviously my stomach was upset because this was my first time having red meat in literal years at this point in time, but I suppose it was worth it. And, you know, to buy souvenir bottles of real amber grain, like high proof maple syrup. Oh, it was like nectar of the gods, I swear. It, there was nothing like real Canadian maple syrup from the tree, straight from the tap effectively, from tap to bottle mostly unfiltered it's it's incredible so i was a big fan of that definitely um and no additives as well mind you and pretty much anything we ate there canada just looked after its people better inflation rate equals my money was worth more in canada i got to meet up with that friend in toronto that i had mentioned that i met in morocco and we had drinks one night after you know smoking our blunt that Travis had bought pre-rolled for like $10 at this Canadian um, bud shop or whatever. Um, we got to derp around Toronto and see the sights of Toronto. And there wasn't much to do there in summer unless you were going for a festival. A lot of things in Toronto actually happened in the winter. So there were a lot of things that I had near missed quite a lot. What of course was the highlight of the trip was, you know, being in Canada having to read kilometers per hour instead of miles per hour which there are kilometers per hour on all american born and bred cars but it's under the mileage so i had to become very good at reading the small little boxes and and dots that i'm obviously not used to because they're under my mile limit on my very old chevrolet lumina so that was a bit of a learning curve i guess you could say um and then course the real highlight beyond the food the people the culture the getting detained and the vomiting on somebody's nice topiary was niagara falls so we took 
a trip on Horseshoe Falls, which is the picture of Niagara Falls that people take in Canada, and it looks much more impressive than Niagara Falls, America. Um, and we toured around those parks and those islands nearby. And on our tour, we elected to being the only people that didn't have a rain jacket, and we got drenched. And then we also walked underneath the falls, because there's a path that leads you underneath the falls. So Travis and I decided to walk under those. Once again, no poncho. The only ones that entire summer, from what I heard, that didn't. And we got the wrenched. It was amazing. I would do it again in a literal heartbeat. Um, nothing like sticking your head in the breath of the only class seven whitewater rapids in the entire world. The rapids that take more lives per year than any other whitewater rapid, including level fives and sixes. So, um, super cool. And, you know, got to see it from both sides, both New York, Albany, Syracuse area, and from Canada as well. Um, we wanted to spend some more time, but we didn't have places to stay along the way and didn't have the funds, either of us at that point in time, to really do it. Because Travis was still trying to save up for his first house at that point in time. And I, of course, was broke until my last disbursement came out. Or the next one, rather, which would be in October. Right around my birthday, actually. So we were strapped. Um, but we had a good time. And so... Canada is very big. I remember seeing Canada for the first time out my plane window coming back from England for the first time and having a small layover in YYZ. Incredible airport. Things feel oddly familiar if you're an American in Canada because accents, currency, fluency, everything is so vaguely familiar, but yet it's a commonwealth country, so they still use the metric system. They have a second language of French, and a lot of people do speak it, even if the French make fun of Canadian French because it doesn't sound French enough to them. And it's everywhere, and sometimes I saw more French than English, and if I would have went to Montreal, I definitely would have. I absolutely would recommend touring around Canada to anybody that's able to, and it feels kind of majestic being there in its own weird respective right. You know, there are direct neighbors as Americans, but they still feel like there's so many degrees of separation between all of us. My biggest regret is that to this day, that's the only part of it all that I saw was, you know, Toronto and um, parts of Ontario. Driving through Canada was cool, especially looking at the wrong side of my mileage gauge, suffice to say. I guess one could say. But yeah, I, I definitely feel like I've missed out because there's so much more that I could have done as far as going to and fro and traveling around and seeing stuff. So, better luck next time. And by next time, I mean until whenever I'm actually able to, you know, get back to Canada after the world's back in order. So, I know that was short and sweet. I went with my buddy Travis and we caught up mano a mano about life for the first time since I left just because we didn't have any country or other time to talk about the travels of countries and whatnot and now that I'm back in America full-time it's it's still hit or miss when I get to see him just because he works full-time and he works as sort of an oil tycoon of sorts right now so he works 60 70 hour weeks and 
he also lives two hour drive south of where I live right now as of the time of recording this episode. So it's not often that I really get a chance to reach out, chat with him, talk to him, whatever in general, just because of that. But there's going to be good developments to come. I know in the future, a lot of good memories have happened through him and his, his network of people and friends. And, you know, I'm honestly just looking forward to what the future holds. And of course, once again, getting back to Canada, if I'm able to. So I'll leave it at that for now. And to this, I add my beautiful silence.